Sunday morning. Time for some jazz. Five songs and stories, five artists, as per usual. It's a lovely Easter Sunday morning here in Ottawa, Canada, the nation's capital. I don't know if you celebrate Easter, but if you do, I'd like to wish you a happy Easter. And if you don't, that's pretty cool. As long as you're able to spend some time reflecting upon what a gorgeous day this is and how lucky we are to have another one. I mean, after all, our days are numbered. Oh, that's a good pocket. <laughs> a good cup of coffee. We're going to start the show off with a classic from Mr. Lou Donaldson featuring the uh, magnificent stylings of Mr. Lon- Dr. Lonnie Smith. I hope you enjoyed today's show. From his album released in 1967 titled Alligator Boogaloo. This is Lou Donaldson with Aw Shucks. Thank you. 
featuring Dr. Lonnie Smith, Alligator Boogaloo with the song Ah Shucks, recorded at the Van Gelder Studio in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey in 1967. 53 years ago, 54 years ago, what am I saying? My goodness gracious, it's 2021. I mean, I think I can be forgiven if I sort of overlooked 2020 because, well, you know. So the magnificent Lou Donaldson, tenor saxophonist, that particular album is, uh, and I quote, this is from Al Campbell, he states that Alligator Boogaloo is a fine example of Lou Donaldson's successful combinations of hard bop and soul jazz. I can't argue with that. Both very soulful and with a slight blend of the hard bop in there. Of course, that record, uh, the only um, successful track off the record at the time was Alligator Boogaloo, which, oddly enough, was never intended for the record. <laughs> it's, that's the truth. Um, if Quoting Lou Donaldson, he says, uh, We made the date and we were three minutes short. I said, We don't have any more material. And the recording engineer said, just play anything for three minutes so we can fill out the time. So I just made the riff, and naturally the guys could follow it. It's the only damn thing that's sold on the record. I think that's a great little story. I particularly like the composition on Shucks myself, but that's me. Remember, I like to play what I love and expose it to you. I don't always get them right. Sometimes I get them wrong, but I think Oh Shucks is just a nice way to start off a Sunday morning jazz show, don't you think? Of course, Mr. Donaldson retired in 2016 at the age of 90, and he is still very much alive. He's not recording or producing any music anymore, as I guess he wanted to enjoy his twilight years. I mean, at 90, retiring? Wow. I hope to be able to live that long, let alone do something I love for that long. Who knows? Maybe this will be my ultimate calling. Tough to say, right? So if I may indulge for just a moment or two, how are you doing? I ask because we here in Ontario have been placed into a shutdown, which apparently is not a lockdown, but is a shutdown. So bars and restaurants, hair salons, nail salons, gymnasiums, 
all closed, 100% closed. Not even patio dining is allowed. Curbside pickup, of course, takeout is allowed. Beer stores, liquor stores, grocery stores, Walmart, Costco, Ikea, shopping malls. Those are all open. But the small, independent operating shops are closed, and all the privately owned bars, restaurants, clubs, they're all closed. I just don't know what to make of it. It's troubling, to say the least. I I was lucky enough Friday to get out for a, a little bit after work with uh, my colleagues. Well, I didn't work on Friday. It was a holiday, of course. But I knew that um, Friday was the last call at the pub for another 28 or 30 days. I'm not even sure of the length of this shutdown, so I was able to see some buddies. But it's, it's uh, you know, the, it's it's taken its toll on all of us because, let's face it, we haven't had any sort of uh, normal routine to our lives in over a year now. And I know that this is all temporary, none of this is permanent. But a year of it is, you know, starting to take its toll. It's taken its toll on many of us. Some of us haven't made it through. Luckily enough, I was able to discover Zoloft thanks to the advice of a a very dear friend and a a good doctor. And it's uh, been a miracle cure for me. Nevertheless, that doesn't mean I'm not having mental health issues at this point in time, because a year when you can't do what you would normally do, take for granted the things that you love to do, well, it it does take its toll. So, enough about me. I I hope that you're doing okay. I will be reaching out to people. Uh, periodically throughout the throughout the day um, via WhatsApp, Signal, Facebook Messenger, and Twitter, just to see how you're doing. Because I know if if um, even though I'm on medication and I'm doing wonderfully with it, I still have difficult times. So I imagine there's a lot of people that are just like me. We're we're all in the same storm together, but we're not all in the same boat. Okay. So, now that I've gotten that out of the way, because, well, I'll be honest, it it, uh, it was a bit of a challenge to put today's show, show together. I, I've been up since 4.30 this morning, and I have just a uh, little bit of a struggle. My main show is, I've got part of it recorded. I'm at about the halfway point on the main show, the volume series of uh, Songs and Stories. And um, I apologize that I've not been able to get it done and get it out there for you because, like I said, this is it's been difficult. And um, staying motivated is, is not as easy as I hoped it would be, <laughs> even though I'm trying to be and, and putting my best effort into being super positive. Okay, that is that is it about talking about myself. This next composition is um, a live recording. It was recorded in 1964. Uh, the title of the album is uh, Live at Peps. This is uh, Youssef Latif with the uh, composition Oscar Lipso. Thank you. 
Joseph Latif from Live at Peps, Oscar Lipso, recorded June 29th, 1964, the Peps Lounge in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Now the composition was written uh, a few years prior by uh, double bassist Oscar Pettiford. Oscar had passed away in 1960. He was a double bassist, cellist, and a composer, and one of the earliest musicians to work extensively in the bebop idiom. He died at the age of 37 in Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, from a virus that was very closely related to polio. So, Yusuf Latif, he passed away in 2013 at the age of 93 after a very long career. Multi-instrumentalist, composer, educator, spokesman, author, specialized in new age, jazz, post-bop, jazz fusion, swing, hard bop, third stream, and world music. It's often been said that Yusuf Latif was playing world music before there was even a descriptor for it. He did play multi-instruments, as I said. He was a flautist, a tenor saxophonist. He played the oboe, bassoon, bamboo flute, Shihai, if I pronounce that correctly, shofar, argo, koto, piano, and he was oftentimes a vocalist. Uh, Shihai, I hope I pronounced that correctly. It's a, um, uh, a reed instrument, wooden reed instrument with a bell end um, from the Indian subcontinent. The argo goes back to the um, pharaoh's time. So quite well-versed as a, a well-studied musician as he studied composition at the uh, Wayne State University. The man was incredibly accomplished. In his personal life, he, he stated in 1980 that he would no longer play in... Uh, he would no longer perform uh, in any place where alcohol was served. When he was asked why, he responded, well, too much blood, sweat, and tears have been spilled creating this music to play it where people are smoking, drinking, and talking. I can certainly understand that. He wanted people to pay attention to the music, which I get. It's, uh, it can be quite annoying when you go to a concert and you have people just acting like the musician that you went to see is there in the background and not that important when I've paid, you know, my hard-earned money to see an artist perform. I want to hear the artist. I don't want to hear the couple in front of me or beside me having a conversation about something that has nothing to do with what's taking place on stage. I know we've all encountered that. Anyway, Mr. Latif, Mr. Yusuf Latif, an outstanding musician, and I'm told a very fine gentleman, was a very fine gentleman, of course. He retired when he died, so he played right up to the very, very end. Okay, let's move it along. I have um, an artist here that I have, I think I've only featured this gentleman once before in the past, so this will be only his second time appearing on this show. And this particular track is, uh, well, it's relatively new, actually. Released just this past September, September 25th to be precise, 
from the album Time to Swing. This is Joe Farnsworth featuring Wynton Marsalis, Kenny Barron, and Peter Washington. This composition is titled Darn That Dream.
from his fourth album as a band leader. That is Joe Farnsworth with the unmistakable trumpet sounds of Wynton Marsalis. As I said earlier, that album was released in September of 2020, so it's quite recent, that recording. Now, of, of that recording, a reviewer from uh, Jazz Times, Ken, Ken McAuliffe, had this to say, and I'm, I'm going to agree with him 100% because I have listened to the entire album, and yes, and this is what he has to say. If you were to buy only one record this year to fulfill your need for in-the-pocket swing jazz with a nod toward tradition, drummer Joe Farnsworth, Time to Swing is the one. Cannot argue with that. Now that song was not really what you'd call a swinger, but it certainly has a laid-back, smooth, chill vibe to it. Exactly what the doctor ordered on a Sunday morning to help relax your troubled mind, as we all have a lot more stress in our lives these days. And I'm trying to help you reduce that stress. I don't know if I ever succeed, but I will give you my efforts. So Joe Farnsworth uh, just recently celebrated his 53rd birthday on uh, February 21st of this year. And as I stated, that is his fourth album as a band leader. As a sideman, he's recorded with, well, he's on almost 50 records in total. And he has toured and played with some greats, such as um, Benny Golson, Diana Krall, Benny Green, George Coleman, John Hendricks, Cecil Payne, and Junior Cook. These days, he is uh, a member of Pharaoh Sanders' band. Of course, Pharaoh Sanders, who I've featured on this show on a few different occasions, is originally hails from uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. He's a free jazz and avant-garde jazz world fusion stylist. He was once a member of John Coltrane's groups in the 60s. So he's quite the, uh, quite the accomplished musician. So when Pharaoh Sanders calls you up and says, Hey... I'd like you to be in my band. You leap at the opportunity. Joe, Joe Farnsworth was destined for a career in jazz music. Originally hails from Holyoke, Massachusetts, and he is uh, one of five sons, born to trumpeter and band leader Roger Farnsworth. One of his brothers played saxophone in Ray Charles' band. He attended high school in the Jakarta International School in Jakarta, Indonesia. I would assume his father was touring and playing there at the time. I don't have much information on it. But Joe Farnsworth, a spectacular drummer and a talent that, well, I hope I keep hearing for years to come. Since I'm struggling so terribly with my words at the moment, I um, I do need another cup of coffee, so I'm going to fetch myself one very quickly. And when I return, you won't even know that I'm gone, of course, but I have a selection of music for you that, well, it's slightly different from what you just heard, but nevertheless, it's still some very solid, cool jazz. And I'm back. See, I told you you wouldn't know I was gone. <laughs> um, this is from the album um, Nascentia. 
Steve Slagle. This, this is this, this song is titled Nascentia Sweet, All Up In It. This is featuring uh, Steve Slagle, Jeremy Pelt, and Clark Gayton. I hope you enjoy this composition.
the forthcoming album, Nascentia. That is all up in there. All up in it, sorry. All up in it. From Steve Slagle. Record is scheduled to be released on April 9th. So that's a mere five days from now. That, of course, featured uh, Jeremy Pelt and Clark Caton. Jeremy Pelt playing the trumpet and Clark Caton on the trombone. Bruce Berth, piano. Yugano Okegwa uh, on the bass. And Jason Timon on drums. Uh, the album is, um, well, Nascentia, uh, and these are the words directly from Steve Slagle. It's defined as the bringing forth of something with future p- potential, or simply birth. It's my hope that this recording helps to musically herald a new beginning to our world in 2021 with cheers for new sounds to appear and clear the air. Well, I think that's a wonderful message to put forth, don't you? Saxophonist Steve Slagle recorded with such diverse artists as Carla Blay, Lionel Hampton, Joe Lovano, the Mingus Big Band, Dave Stryker, oh yeah, Joe Jackson, Steve Kuhn, and believe it or not, the Beastie Boys, specifically the Hello Nasty album from 1998. Yes, he is that diverse. He's certainly a jazz player, but a very well-rounded musician. He had a full scholarship to the Berklee College of Music, where he received his uh, master's degree in music. He also studied at the Manhattan School of Music. He's been on the scene since the early 1980s and has recorded with, well, a who's who of the music scene. He's also recorded a number of times with Elphus Costello, which would lead me to believe that perhaps he's done some work with Diana Krall, although I don't have anything to say that he has directly done that. He did perform with Cab Calloway and Woody Herman at one point in time, though. So he has uh, definitely worked with some of the biggest names in jazz throughout the years. As I said, this record is due to be released on the 9th of April, so we're getting an advanced preview of this. This is, of course, the lead-off track to the album. So I think it gives you a uh, harbinger of things to come. Mr. Steve Slagle. I think he was, where was he originally born? Was he from Los Angeles? Yeah, he was born in Los Angeles, but he grew up in uh, suburban Philadelphia. So he's seen some of the country. (laughs) Okay, I have one more composition for you, and as I said earlier, I I wanted to um, feature a song that is a a reinterpretation of a Steve Winwood classic from the the band Blind Faith, the one and only album that Blind Faith ever released in 1969. This is Christian Sands' interpretation of can't find my way home. I, I think you'll like this.
the prodigious playing of Christian Sylvester Sands. His first recording as a band leader was in 2002 when he was merely 13 years of age. He has a total of 10 albums as a band leader and another 10 as a sideman. Now that album, uh, that recording you just heard, was from his 2020 release, July 2020 release, Be Water, featuring Yasushi Nakamura on bass and Clarence Penn on drums. As I said, that was their interpretation of the Blind Faith classic, Can't Find My Way Home. This uh, particular recording is... Well, oftentimes I say don't cover a a classic, but in this instance, I love every second of what I heard because it, it paid homage to that wonderful original track from featuring Mr. Steve Winwood's uh, magnificent voice and, of course, playing because he did write the song. Just sort of a harder driving jazz beat on that one. Almost jazz rock. I, I just think um, the way he unleashed his sort of mournful melody on that really speaks to me. Okay. You can, of course, uh, find all of these recordings uh, via Spotify or Deezer or even Tidal, if you wish. Um, They are also available on YouTube Music, to a degree. I uh, hope you've enjoyed today's program. And I hope that wherever you are in this world, that you're, you're doing good. You're doing as well as one can be expected under the current circumstances. I do realize that things are difficult and uh, we all got to lean on one another. So, until we meet again, my friends, please take care. Happy Easter. Have a wonderful day. Bye.